0: folks, I'm Black Dragon, and welcome to another edition of Black Dragon Biker News Network, biker news you can trust. And as always, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in from wherever it is in the world that you happen to be. Uh, What is it, Wednesday morning? Wednesday morning, it's uh, beautiful outside, warm here in sunny Georgia, and listen, man, Listen! My old pal, good old buddy Hollywood from Insane Throttle, Biker News, had a reaction video about me. Wow. So, let's get it on. <laughs> I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, as always, man, it's a great day here. And uh, we're still uh, fielding this fallout from the Twitch 1%er video. And uh Hollywood did a uh reaction video to my video yesterday. And um I just wanted to take a few moments of your time uh since this is all entertainment and uh we're all having a, a great time discussing things. Uh but there was there's there's some some absolute Uh, departures in in some of uh, the way that we think and some of the ways that we do interviews and so uh, I want to talk about it it's important to me uh, that uh, how I conduct myself is out there now I'm no angel, nothing like that I'm just a regular person but uh, there, I, I listened to that show and, and I thought, okay, well, let me put some of these things out here. So, first of all, it's not Twitch's fault that I didn't do my homework. If you guys, some, some of you guys don't know if you uh, that interview is still up on my channel. it's Hollywood took it down all, off all his channels. If you were watching that interview, it was just a complete disaster. It was one of my most interesting, unprepared interviews ever. <laughs> and basically, uh, Twitch One Percenter came out with a, a video. Uh, and a, a video about some of the things that he did not like. About Sosa Ghost, in particular, he did not like Sosa's handling of uh, some of, of a video that was done by an outlaw uh, biker in a major club. He didn't like that, and so he had something to say about it. And in his video, he said a lot of things that were negative uh, for towards the uh, Demon's Row channel, towards the Demon's Row brand um he made statements like he was pimping his diamond and pimping his club and all kinds of things like that I, i'm i'm not quoting exactly i'm you know i have to be careful now I, i've i've hit the litigious world of um so you you have to be careful now how you um how you say things uh, this is uh new for me but hey it is what it is so in this video he goes through great links to qualify himself as someone who was qualified to speak out against what he saw were the improprieties of the Demon's Row channel with Sos to Ghost. And many of the things that he said, I agreed with, still do. I ain't never needed Twitch, Hollywood. Danny DLO. I ain't never needed Shaggy. I ain't never needed um, um, Cake One Percenter. I ain't never needed Shaggy One Percenter. I ain't never needed um, 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 Big Bone One Percenter. I ain't never needed not one of them people to form my opinion about anyone on the face of humanity I stand behind my opinions I stand behind my word I'm not fixing to apologize because somebody uh, somebody misrepresented themselves I'm not up here misrepresenting Myself. But we can't say that the man mis- misrepresented himself. What we can say is we misrepresented our research. Because the man was like, Incredulous, what the hell do you mean? This is... This is, uh... Something I've always said. And so my... You you know, you guys know everything. Uh, my My crew that the uh fifty nine or so thousand of you who who are are on my show I mean you guys know everything man um and my crew started immediately sending me all of these uh posts and shows and podcasts this man has been on since 2017 and in those posts and shows and podcasts he has maintained the whole time he was former law enforcement so i can i can see his incredulity did i use that word right i can see his is that even a word his incredulity what do you mean i've said this always this is this is not new i could absolutely understand it because he's looking at you like at me like i'm 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 absolutely crazy i've always said i was a cop since 2017. and we did we we got a uh we got a uh hollywood reddit there was a a um a statement from his club that hollywood read and they said he wasn't put out bad initially. It was after 2017 when he wrote this book. So I should have been on that. What do you do when you're going to interview somebody? They got a book. You at least go. You at least go to. Um, uh, Amazon. You at least go to Amazon and read the foreword of the book. Like that's the low-hanging fruit. That that fruit you don't even have to reach up for that fruit. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Give a damn about Hollywood. I didn't do that. So, um, uh, I, uh, I don't. um, So, somebody said uh, you should just disagree to agree to disagree on a guest who turned out to to be on because he claimed to be what he's not. Well, he didn't claim to be what he's not. He didn't. He was absolutely a one percenter at one time. If he was an undercover cop or any of that old kind of stuff, he ain't the first that weaseled his way in. It caught me by surprise. Now, I'm not saying that we should not have entered the, ended the interview. Absolutely. I am I'm, I'm with Hey man, I'm I'm with that. I'm with in a, ending an interview. But I have to go back to um uh I have to go back to Bill O'Reilly. I was watching Bill O'Reilly one day. And Bill O'Reilly had a guest on his show, a, a poet laureate. This black dude who was a poet laureate. I'm not even sure what the hell those are but he had some big kind of huge governmental paycheck to be a poet, which really kind of sucks to me because you can get some governmental stipend to make rhymes. I'll sit up here and rhyme all the time. You guys know I used to be a rapper. DJ John Bunch, John Bunch. Sounds so nice, I like to hear it twice. Hey, don't laugh. In the 80s, that was a big name and if you ever meet anyone that knew me from my early submarine days they're going to walk up to me and call me John Bunch John Bunch they're going to say it twice you know that that person has known me 40 years it was before I became Black Dragon right after I was J.B. Chill you you guys didn't know J.B. Chill but I was J.B. Chill for a while Absolutely. So, um, this is, this is, um, 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 my, um, my thing. Hollywood says, well, Black Dragon, you're different. Uh, you know, Black Dragon was a national, uh, so I'm a little disappointed in him. Yes, I absolutely was a national. And if we want to look at it from that standpoint, um, uh, if we if we want to look at it from that standpoint um, i always led with professionalism i believed in it. you know when i was in the navy our job was to my job was to shoot nuclear weapons and torpedoes and 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 things like that i could shoot one torpedo that would break the back of a, an entire aircraft carrier and put it on the bottom of the ocean. But we, we were required to operate with class, distinction. I belonged to the Personnel Reliability Program, PRP. They did all kinds of stuff, uh, mental evaluations. They even made you draw a picture. And some psychologist evaluated the picture. We weren't allowed to Ever have a DUI? We weren't allowed to ever smoke a joint, ever hit a line of uh, cocaine or crack. If any of that was discovered in your blood, you were out, dude. You dealt with nuclear weapons. You had to be the best of the best. You couldn't be out in town. Uh, you couldn't even have a bad checkbook. You 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 couldn't control your finances. You had you had problems with your with uh, your. Beacon report. What are those things called? The the credit report. You had problems with your credit report. You were out of the PRP. You were out of the Personnel Reliability Program. And if you were not part of the PRP, you were not dealing with nuclear weapons. Period. End of story. You were required to carry yourself in a uh, upright, upright and 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 forward fashion. This was this was the requirement. So I've taken that to everything that I do. Everything I do, bro. We gonna have some class. Even if I wind up whooping your ass, we gonna have some class with that. I'm not the kind. Once your ass is whooped, I'm not the kind to keep stomping your head into the ground until. Until your brains are laying on the ground, I, I, that's not my my get down. Now, if I gotta blow up your entire city, I will, but I don't want to. It's not how we get down. I had a guest on my show when you well I, that wasn't my show. I have a guest on my show. If I have a guest on my show, you're not going to have to worry about me making references to your head getting blown off um, I'm not from the street I was never in a street gang well that's not really the truth um, but I was never in a street gang like, like you know the big ones like the Crips or Bloods or something uh, people would have laughed at the little street gang I was in in Oklahoma City the little dragons we called ourselves uh car stereos. Ah <laughs> uh, but certainly not like what you see on TV. So I I don't I don't like coming from the streets. I don't I don't come from from the environment where, you know, Tia is from Chicago so she saw she has seen things she tells me about things and it's funny because when uh when i um was in chicago as a young navy sailor and i went to places like cabrini green god blesses (laughs) idiots fools and babies Cause I was in some of the most dangerous places there are out there, and uh, um, you—you just—I can't believe that I walked out of some of those places alive. Little chump sailor chasing girls. People laugh. We was in our ice cream suits. But hey, it—it it, it was what it was. But we're gonna always carry it with class, man period you're not going to come on my show I'm not saying I'm not going to end the show on you but you're not fixing to come on my show and because I didn't do my homework you um, get mistreated I don't like that I don't like that I'm going to do I'm going to do me And so I can understand the reaction video. And somebody says, oh, no, you're beefing with Hollywood. Well, I would never beef with Hollywood. But I think that you can be friends and have different opinions and absolutely argue those opinions all day long. Somebody tries to get with you in the street, I'm going to be right there with you. You know, I was on my submarine, man. <laughs> uh it reminds me of this time there was this uh this this diver, this navy diver, and we didn't get along. We were oh my gosh, we didn't get along at all. And on the mess decks, uh the mess decks is where um you you eat. We were on the mess decks, and he said something to me, man. I got up and slapped a taste out of his mouth, and it was on like a chicken bone we were we were tearing that mess decks up and the funny thing about it was I was on a submarine that as long as you were out to sea, if you did something stupid you 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 didn't you didn't lose a stripe for it. They they were I was I was on a really cool submarine like like one time and I talk about it in my book one time I actually uh popped the uh, executive officer the second in command that guy pushed me and I knocked his ass right to the ground and so in other militaries and other parts of the navy that that's that's you're straight in the brig on bread and water you don't hit the second in command of the ship. But our ship was so so full of um, testosterone and men being men. I knocked that cat on his ass. He popped right back up and punched to my stateroom now. <laughs> and uh, I, I I met that guy up in the stateroom. We went we went chin to chin, man. That was what. The military was like where I came from. You could, you could get down with your brothers. The chiefs would take you in the fan room and bust your ass. Absolutely. Uh, take off the stripes and get at it. Take the anchors off. And you come out of there readjusted. In fact, it was a chief, senior chief, they sent me to see, which is how I got into the Black Sabbath. Then a little adjustment. Procedure. So, I'll never forget that diver. We we were we were going head to head, man. We was we was handling that business on the mess decks. They broke us all up. I was mad at him. He was mad at me. We we're threatening to write each other up. <laughs> and then we had a situation where those guys, uh, the away team, and and I was so mad because the away team was all these command glory boys and i i was mad because i couldn't get on the away team and i i was like you know these guys were all 152 pounds five foot ten uh like little noodles but they were part of the away team i went to the captain and i was like man those little chumps can't do n- that's the away team you're kidding me and the captain was like, hey, Bunch, cut it out. You know, I was so mad I couldn't get on the away team. Well, this guy was part of the, the away team. And we had some problems at sea. So they had to, uh, um, they had to, 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 we had to put divers in the water. And some stuff happened. Some bad stuff happened. And we had to, and, and we lost some guys overboard. So we had to 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 get these guys. And the divers were in the water too long and they started to uh succumb to frostbite. And even, and the away team it was just what I had told the captain, the away team did not have the physical strength to pull those guys back up on the submarine because uh those guys had all that weight on them, all the all this um all the uh, diving gear and and equipment and all this stuff and they couldn't get them back on, on board. And then these guys actually started falling overboard themselves. So I ran up into the, this, this escape hatch and anchored my feet in the escape hatch. And this big, huge, you know, I don't know how much those escape hatches weigh, but it came down like right to cut my hand off. And one of my brothers beneath me, Ran and jumped up and grabbed that escape hatch right before it cut my hand off. It was crazy, and pushed it back open. And as the as the as the boat was doing this kind of thing, it would t- tip over like that, and you could almost reach out and just grab that diver. It was like he was just like just inches away from me, but it, it really wasn't inches. It was feet. You couldn't grab him. So I arranged a—I was screaming down below, and so they they sent up these ropes and life preservers, and I was able to stand up and throw those out and hook those guys up. And that diver, the one that I had just had a fight with a couple days earlier, that diver had basically passed out. And another diver by the name of Kerry Logan— who has recently died? God bless his soul. He died from cancer. Kerry Logan. They were they were tethered together, and that this was to keep them from blowing out to sea, you know, washing out and and being gone forever. And Kerry Logan cut the lifeline between that diver and himself. He cut the lifeline so that that diver could be rescued and he could float to sea just so his brother wouldn't die. And I was the guy who pulled his brother in, my brother, my fellow submariner, whom I had just had a fight with. I was the guy who was hanging out of the top of the boat with no life jacket, with no tether, with nothing, pulling this guy on the boat I picked up his lifeless body and took it down three flights of stairs to the uh, to the head where the doc uh, revived him with hot water and, and stuff. And this was somebody that I had had a fight with just a few days earlier. So you can you can disagree with friends, you can disagree with your club brothers, you can actually be mad enough to want to kill one of them suckers. And still be standing by them when time comes. So, don't think I'm beefing with Hollywood. Don't work like that. But I am saying this. There is a basic difference in some of the things that we do. Um, and I absolutely... Uh, like this guy says, you can't have him dropping names on a show uh and um yeah absolutely the the interview could have been over or taken to a different different way hey man, no more name dropping we we brought you here for a a thing, but yeah um yeah, absolutely, there was. In, in, in my mind, you know, this is not about Hollywood and his level of professionalism. In my mind, this was about Black Dragon and his level of professionalism. I'm the only person that can I can speak for, and I can speak for me. After 37 years in the military, I was on the defense side of NBCE. I understand the rules you had to follow. I appreciate your service, brother. When I was in the Army, we had what was called wall-to-wall counseling, (laughs) where rank did not apply. When it was over, we all drank a beer together. You understand what wall-to-wall means. (laughs) Uh, You were knocked from wall-to-wall. So this this is... something that we take i i i believe in this i you know hollywood said the difference between us might have been uh i'm dan rather and 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 he's not and but i absolutely remember dan rather running around the jungles of south vietnam in 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 putting himself like you know don't don't think that Dan Ratter was a punk i mean he might be a punk now <laughs> uh but he did his time you know ogs do their time you got to be like okay uh ogs do their time you got to be like hey man um you you did it so anyway somebody said and then you guys had a beer absolutely after we uh i'm trying to catch up to you guys but after we did that um Uh, after we had these situations, like the situation that I had with the senior chief. After that situation was over, he invited me to become a Black Sabbath, and that that happened 30-some years ago, and here I am still to this day. So this is my reaction to that. I invited a man to come speak with us, or I, I, I agreed to be on a show with a man that was invited to come speak with us and when he started saying some stuff I li- didn't like I got all pissy I did, it happened, you guys saw it and uh, I want to be a better interviewer than that I want to know how to handle things when they go south I want to know how to still get from the interview what I came for I didn't get what I came for. I wanted to know why these things were said about this man. Why he said the things he said and what he had to back him up with. And when he started with all that other stuff, I should have been professional enough to say, hey man, uh, we're not going down that, and you you see it on these interviews all the time. Yeah, we're not going down that path. We brought you here for this. If you can't take a talk about this, uh, we'll end the show. That that it's that simple to me. We'll end the show. We're gonna do it the right way. I came to get an answer. I left without that answer. I didn't come. I didn't get what I came for. This guy who wrote the prosperity equation his name is uh james uh, James Ziegler and when I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do uh, I went to go I went to go see this guy to ask him for some money for uh, one of my ventures He's here in in Atlanta and he's not Zig Ziegler which you guys may be familiar with his name was james Ziegler is is James Ziegler and James Ziegler, I, I had read about this thing called an informational lunch, and I just called him up out of the blue. He didn't know me. I asked him, hey, "Can I have an informational lunch with you? I want to pick your brain." And and in my in my mind, I was going to ask him for some money. And so what he says to me was, "He so he, he yeah sure young man, I will, uh, I'll meet with you." And so, you know, I asked him for some money. Hey, bro, I, I got this. I'm trying to get into the magazine business, and uh, I got this and that going on. And I was just wondering if you could finance me. And, I um, mean, he took me to this elaborate lunch. It was beautiful. He paid for it. Um, he's a very rich dude. He's in car sales. He, he, teach car, he teaches car salesmen how to knock your head off and get all this stuff all your money from you. That's what he did. And he said, young man, I'm, I'm not going to invest in you, but I am going to give you an investment. And he handed me his book. And I was just like, dude, I don't need your damn book. I need some money. And he was like, you read this book, Prosperity Equation, and it will change your life. And so I took it on and I read it and it did. And he, he talked about in the prosperity equation, I came to get the money. And he made it very important that when you come to get something, you don't leave without that something. That was the point in that lesson. And I've always tried to make it a point to get what I came to get. I came to get the money. I came to get the interview. I came to get the information that I wanted. That's what I learned from his prosperity equation. And when I didn't get what I wanted... I failed me. So that's what I say when I said I got thrown off. The guy threw me off. And some people said there saw me. They said it looked like he was about to rub your forehead off. So a lot of guys have, you know, Doing reaction videos, this, that, and the other. Fine, I don't, you know, I don't hate that. We're all in this for entertainment. We're all in this for news, information. You know, somebody uh, Hollywood said, you know, you're a simp if you're coming to a YouTube channel to get your information uh, about biker clubs, this, that, and the other. I don't agree with that. You get your information from wherever the hell you get your information from. Whether you turn it over and it's under a rock, or you get direct experience, or you're sitting down at a bar listening to an OG that's drunk, and he's just feeding, and you're eating. Who who would say that's not good information? Another situation. There was a guy who used to work for me when I was in... California, I owned these comedy traffic schools. In California, you can have a, a ticket and you can get that ticket removed if you go to traffic school. Back in the 90s, I used to teach, I used to own comedy traffic schools. And basically, you had to go sit in traffic school for eight hours. And so we had, I had a traffic school called I Can't Drive 55 Comedy Traffic School that I had with a uh, business partner by the name of Joe Pogas. So we 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 had these 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 schools and the the thing was you you would you would teach these folks disinformation and i can remember that i had a guy who worked for me who was a comedian and he wanted to be a, he wanted to be a, uh, uh, a person who, who, who does inspirational speaking. And so I was looking at him and I was like, bro, how the hell are you going to be an inspirational speaker like Tony Robbins when you work for me? I know I'm broke. So I'm going to listen to you about how to get rich and I'm broke <laughs> and you're broke too. And he and and he laughed at me. And he said Because, you know, I'm laughing at you know, who's gonna listen to you for information? And he and he laughed at me and he says, You know, if you're waiting to see my Rolls Royce before you would listen to something that I had to say that could help you, then you're an idiot. Like if there was a bum on the street sitting there on the street and he said if you go around that corner right there, there's a guy that's going to rob you. And you said, you're a bum. What the hell do you know? Would you not take that advice because he's a bum? There's a lot of people who wouldn't. And you go right around that corner and get and get yourself robbed. So the question is, it, it doesn't matter where knowledge comes from. If you get your knowledge from YouTube or a Black Dragon book on how to be a prospect, don't let nobody tell you that that knowledge was invalid because of where you got it from. There are people who will read the Bible. You don't have to part the Red Sea or even see it parted to believe in the lessons that come from somebody who did it. So don't forget that, man. Don't let nobody rain on where you get your information. There are some people that are going to go sit in bike clubs and live the bike life and do the 30-plus the, the years I've done, and you ain't got to do that to get the lessons that I would have to teach. That's why you go listen to the OG in the back corner so you don't make the same mistakes he made. But some of us don't have access to OGs. We got access to the Internet. And there are a lot of channels on here and people on here. Like if, if this guy... Uh, uh, Dan Dan, the fireman guy, does these accident recreations and talks about uh, how how to save yourself and how to how to uh, countersteer and stuff like that. I mean, are, are, is someone going to say, "Well, you can't get your bike riding lessons from the internet"? Well, absolutely, you can. You absolutely damn can. Somebody says you can't learn karate after uh from I learned how to work nunchucks and if anybody has ever seen me work nunchucks you know I know how to work them well I didn't learn that in karate school my karate teacher wouldn't teach that back in the 70s when that was my karate teacher was absolutely against that I will not teach weapons for whatever his you know tree hugger reasons were so I had to go watch Enter the Dragon and I watched what that that guy was doing with those nunchucks, I went home I took a, a uh, you know those rocking horse things the, the the thing you put your feet on, that was a, a dowel and there was one on each side I unscrewed them dowels I took a chain, I nailed uh I nailed the chain on the top of those dowels, and I had instant noonchucks. I was in Oklahoma. You couldn't buy noonchucks, I made my own. Within a week I was whisk I was I was doing noonchucks as good as, as that guy on television. My karate instructor saw it and, and lost his mind. That and and that was when he decided to start teaching weapons. I learned that off TV, and I can't tell you how much ass I've whooped with noonchucks in my life, but it absolutely saved me, so the, where you get your information, where you get your knowledge, where you get your MC protocol, as long as you got it, you're good with it. If you know where to go, if you know what to say, if you know what to do, Danny D'Lo and I did a video yesterday, a couple days ago. That video on my channel has reached uh, uh, 30,000, maybe maybe more, 30,000 or so people um, on my channel. Let's see what that video is doing right now. 37,700 if I hit refresh... Might even be more than that, and in that video we we talked about um, uh, forty three thousand nine hundred. And in that video we 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 did a cute little uh, video where we talked about what to do uh, if somebody asks you to come to a meeting and leave your guns and your cell phones on your bike. I've known a lot of people that have have faced that and have done that and had very negative results but when you learn how to do it the right way you don't get those results <laughs> and so what if the, what if you learn that from a TikTok channel and you and you know the right thing to do and it saves your brothers and your lives what what do you do you you celebrate your education it saved you I'm sick of this, all these these, these profound bikers, and, and there's been a lot of them, uh, and they, uh, you always see them in the comments. Ha, this is so stupid. Well, what are you doing watching, bro? You can go. I get letters every single solitary day about the lives we change by putting out the information we do. Rada says, Black Dragon, this might be a dumb question, but in your opinion, when it comes to motorcycle clubs, is there a difference between cops, bounty hunters, and mercenaries? because he used the words, trained to hunt men. Uh, I I think the rule is anyone with arrest powers. So I, I don't know that a mercenary would be the same thing as a bounty hunter. Does a bounty hunter have arrest powers? I think they might. Uh, I've never had that question come up. Uh, but if you had arrest powers of some kind... Then I, I think the clubs leave you alone. I'm not sure about bounty hunters if they actually have arrest powers. Um, I don't know that question. I've never been asked that. I've never dealt um, with a bounty hunter in 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 a situation like that. I will say, uh, however, like but like military police would be a problem. Coast guards, as I, as I understand it, even the coast guard can be a problem because. I think a petty officer in the in the Coast Guard has arrest powers. At least that's something I learned uh, a, a day or so ago. So who knows? Um, um, I'm trying not to say um anymore. Not nearly as much. Hopefully, I did a better job today with my ums. So I these are the kind of things I wanna I wanted to address. Absolutely, I was a national president. When people bring that up then I say, okay, well, if I approach it from that point of view, then let me just say that in this capacity, I am a leader. I I don't know if everybody that does these shows realizes that. But when you have, I've got 250 people watching me right now. And I have done shows where I've had actually thousands of people, especially during the pandemic. <laughs> that was crazy. When I when I you know one time I looked up, I had like ten or fifteen thousand people watching me during the pandemic. It was crazy. Uh, so I've done shows with thousands and thousands of people, and when they're watching you, people if they, you know somebody's watching you for an hour, they they don't watch you like that and not believe a damn thing you're saying. Well, sometimes they do, but for the most part. People will believe what you're saying. I believe it's important to carry yourself in a certain kind of way. Um, So, yeah, as a national president, for the better part of 10 years, I led by example. And if I wanted people to do the right things, then I had to be found doing the right things. So there is no one in the Black Sabbath Nation that can ever say they saw me drunk, that can ever say they saw me take a drink and get on a motorcycle, that can ever say that I I carried myself in a manner that was not something that they would expect to see from their national president. Like you would not expect to see your preacher at a strip club getting a lap dance. I I wouldn't hold it against him, but it would shock the hell out of me. Wouldn't it? Now some, some of you guys are in churches like, well, well no, we do that in our church. But for the most part, um it um it it, it doesn't it doesn't mix with with the uh, with the job. Somebody says bounty hunting depends on states. It's only federally mandated by the U.S. Supreme Court ruling Taylor versus Tainter. So yeah, my people know everything, man. My people know everything. So um I forgot not to say um so that's that's where I, I come from with that. If you if you say, well, yeah, you used to be a national president, yes I did. If you want to hold me to that standard, then no, I'm not fixing to cuss you out and throw you off the show. That's not how I do it. That doesn't mean you can't get cussed out. That doesn't mean you can't get talked to crazy. Uh, So in Georgia, a bounty hunter has to be post-certified, which means that you go to... Doesn't that mean that you have to go to the academy? And if you're post-certified, then you can get a job throwing people in jail or whatever. Um, Anyway, listen, I, you guys know I have high blood pressure, so I'm on these pills, and this pill makes me, you know, I got to get out of here to the bathroom real quick. Let me give you a commercial. I'll be right back. I got to run. Prepare yourself to take the helm as president of your mighty motorcycle club by delving into the pages of Black Dragon's newest book, The President's Bible, Chronicle 1, Principles of Motorcycle Club Leadership. There, you will learn to advance your skills in applying the 14 scientific principles of leadership similar to those taught to officers in the United States Naval Service. Available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook, get yours today on Amazon, Kindle, or order it at your local bookstore. Order your autographed copy from blackdragonsgear.com. Be the best motorcycle club president you can be. Get the book. Right. Damn, I gotta make a longer commercial. This is ridiculous. Okay. Note to self. Don't take pills before show. <sighs> I gotta get a longer commercial. Okay, guys, don't hold that against me. So alright, the uh bounty dudes do things that comps aren't supposed to do or can't do. Yeah, they those the bounty dudes are crazy. Uh, so I don't know if a bounty hunter is considered a cop, but yeah, that's not a question I've ever had. So I don't know. Uh, Black Dragon doesn't know that one. Um, if somebody um, has bounty hunters in their club or whatever or have, have done that, maybe they can write to us and tell us what they think. So anyway. Um, any other questions? Because I think I've beat this one uh, for 48 minutes. So I will take some questions right now. The cussing pastor in Memphis goes to the casino. (laughs) There's a cussing pastor. Does, (laughs) did you see, do you see those pastors like in, in Africa and stuff that, you know, do sexual things to the women to, to, to save them. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, this one pastor to to get the woman to get the devil out of her mouth had her doing oral things to him and stuff. And it just blows me away how people fall for that. But, uh, you know, I guess if I was going to be a pastor, <laughs> maybe I'd be a cussing pastor as well. Uh, I was a bounty hunter in Pennsylvania. It's a private matter. They are not considered law enforcement by that state. Okay, Cool. We we have that. Listen, I'm uh, just checking. As you guys know that I do, I'm checking to see the. Uh, I learned that too. In I learned that too in the military. You lead example. You lead by example. The same as in a club. Absolutely, Uncle Phil couldn't hold it. <laughs> this Uncle Phil thing. You guys are. Uh, yes, diuretics suck. I'm off mine now. Yes, diuretics absolutely suck. Um, I hope to be able to get off mine. Uh um the more you think not saying um the more you will <laughs> Everyone back dragon will be right back. You had to drain the lizard. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Did you wash your hands? <laughs> I don't have to touch my lizard. Okay? <laughs> Need a bucket by the chair. Uh, or one of those machines, right? Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, one of those catheters. That's right. Those things. Uh, the lady that... You remember that lady that... that um, What was she? Um, she was a astronaut. And she put a pamper on. I didn't know that astronauts wore pampers into her until she... Went to go what to go kill the girlfriend of the astronaut she was dating or something like that. Hey, those those astronauts are about that. They're about that life, obviously. So, anyway, uh, always about being a man of respect, handling your business, never snitching or betraying trust. Generally, being stand up, absolutely. Post peace officer standards and training. You have to check in with local authorities to let them know you're in town. Like, bounty hunters get to do crazy stuff. Like, actually, they get to, like, kill you and stuff and bring you in for your... Like, isn't that, like, Wanted Dead or Alive? Remember that? Since 2001 bounty hunting hunting explicitly regulated by state law only, a law enforcement officer or a qualified, licensed, and appointed surety bail bond agent are authorized to arrest fugitives in the state so it says arrest any advice for my officially independent biker TV channel yeah man always keep it real always keep it a hundred be entertaining and post consistently and try to be on time I can tell you that the black dragon we talked about you becoming an ordained minister and you decided not? I, I haven't made up my mind one way or the other uh, on that, Merlin. And I was going to you know, do it so I could do biker weddings and stuff. But I, I have to make sure. Like, uh eh, I don't know. Because uh, I will go to a strip club. Matter of fact, I went to a strip club a couple of days ago, and I took my dog, Brutus, with me. And if you take your dog to the strip club... The women are gonna come running. I promise you. You gotta take your dog to the strip club with you. It is the only. It you you. They're gonna surround you, be petting on your dog. It is the coolest thing. I'm telling you. Uh, yes, I am. I am going to Wichita, Kansas for the annual tomorrow. Hey, stop. Okay, let's see. I'm just checking the end of this stuff because we're at 53 minutes, so it's really time to go. I'm just checking the comments, which is what I do. Those of you who are, uh, you know, it's it's perfectly okay to leave now. I won't I won't be on that much longer. I'm about to order your president's and prospects Bible. Send me some good words of wisdom with my my way. Thanks, Black Dragon. Absolutely, um, people have appreciated the words of wisdom when they buy the prospects Bible. Uh, you can only get that off of my my website, Black Dragon, blackdragonsgear.com. dot com. If you became a minister, you could exorcise demons from the congregation. I, I was thinking about... I didn't know that Merlin was going to announce that to everyone. Thanks, buddy. But I, I had been thinking about uh, getting that uh, so I could do biker weddings. Uh, but I, it was just something I was talking to Merlin about because he's an ordained minister. So I didn't know he was going to like put the whole minister thing out there like that. But I guess it's out there now. It's it's something I I had just pondered, people. Although I know I could give a good firehouse speech. Uh, I better be great friends with my dog, because if I take my dog to the strip club, I will be in the doghouse with my wife. <laughs> yeah, Tia wasn't too pleased about it. I didn't understand why she was upset. I went to go get her some food, and it's next to a strip club, Stroker's Strip Club, and I decided... That while I was waiting 20 minutes to, for the food to be cooked, I could just go over there to the strip club. I had, I had Brutus with me, so, you know, we went into the strip club. And, you know, the guy that frisked me down was kind of, you know, upset because Brutus was looking at him real mean. And he was like, am I going to get bitten by this dog? Cujo here? And I was like, no, just don't move fast. If you if you don't move too fast, he'll he'll tolerate the uh, little light pat down that you're doing here. And and Brutus was looking at him like I wish you would. Okay, somebody said uh, I'm not getting any likes. So thank you, Geo the Great. Can y'all give me some likes, shares, and follows, please? I would appreciate it. Pituri, directory of all C L C and income reps, might help screen out the bad. Listen, this guy. Twitch actually was with those COC dudes he was there, he followed them around, he was there he had those pictures I think what we can take from that is one of the reasons that you don't drop names in the motorcycle club world it used to be when I was in the motorcycle club world when I first came in you drop somebody's name, you get your butt kicked, You, you would get your butt stomped for name dropping. One of the problems I had with that Demon's Row channel was that every time you looked around, there was some one percenter on there, and this oh, look at all the one percenters I know. And I was like, dang, boy, that that's sure some name dropping going on over there. We we didn't do that. We we where I come from you didn't say how great you were because you had stacked up a a, a a stack of names of one percenters you knew. So that's why when when there would be these videos about you know you can't trust these other channels because they don't know any one percenters. Like, bro, we don't parade them around like that. If you want to come on the show, fine. But if somebody's calling me on, I don't man sit up here and tell you guys. You would never know how many 1%ers call me in a day. Like, that's not what we, <laughs> we don't do that. So, I, you know, if you ever see something like that again, know that that's counter to the way this community gets down. It's counter to that. We don't get down like that. Feel me? Be honest, Black Dragon. You're only at the strip club for the good wings. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be on my way to Braselton, Georgia, in the next couple of months. So I'll love to see you when you get here. If you're going to come come by see my new office, there as actually, you can actually park your eighteen wheeler here at my office, um, here at the Dragon's Lair. Uh, no, uh, Reverend Hill F- Hell Fighter Steve Hill, you're the Reverend and I'm not <laughs> No sir. <laughs> We're, we'll leave that where it needs to be. That's why I haven't gone through with that. Uh hey, I've been married enough to have it uh memorized. All right. So I think uh I think we are probably down to the last of the No one likes a snitch. Is a 1% club still family friendly? Yes. Absolutely. Take care, Doc. Uh, Brother Doc, Black Sabbath. Appreciate you, sir. Snitches have hurt the motorcycle community. How can we combat it wisely? Yes. Thank you for that question. You know how you combat snitches in the motorcycle club world? You guys need to stop with this ninety day prospecting crap. Stop being so hungry. Stop being so thirsty for members you You want members so bad you're not you don't you don't do any background checks. you know that used to be what you did. My club knew my background before they let me in. There were people that spoke for me. Yes, goose, I do have new shirts coming out. There were people that spoke for me. There were people that that spoke up for me. That the the senior chief that brought me into the Black Sabbath had my military record. He knew who the hell I was. He had counseled me. We had struggled together in some wall-to-wall counseling sessions. It it it. We we knew who we brought in the club. You guys don't even know who you bring in the club anymore. Clubs don't do background checks. They don't cost. You can buy the background check thing for like $35. It lasts all month. And you can do like a basic background check on just about anybody. You know, I'm not even talking like a in-depth one. That's how. That's how, folks. That's how. Can civilians just pull up on the Dragon's Lair? Yeah, and... You know, the Dragon's Lair has really been closed for the most part during the pandemic, but, you know, a lot of folks now are walking around like there never was a pandemic, and actually the pandemic is is down in the United States right now because it's up in Europe. So typically it goes up in Europe, then we let them travel over here. (laughs) Like, why wouldn't you just stop travel, you know, over here? I don't know. But anyway... since it's down over here right now uh, we're probably going to start opening up on Fridays I think maybe Friday night uh, and then anybody will come but right now uh, I'm having the the bathroom whole bathroom system is being redone so I think we're another couple weeks before we do do that but yeah Um, anybody can come and and civilians can come and Hang out and buy a beer or something, um, or just just watch. I want to have uh, I want to have strippers here. I I don't know if that'll ever happen, but you know, I I would love to have that. There are government websites out there where a person's military service can be verified. It costs nothing. There you go. So keep us posted. Love to swing through. Okay, great. I just got to the end of the comments. Great. So an hour and two minutes. We got all the comments in. Uh, I hopefully I've answered everybody, and you know that's my reaction video. So, cool. You guys, this is your channel. So please let me know the stuff that you want to talk about. I appreciate you guys sending me the news clips. We're getting. A whole lot more news that we didn't have before. So, man, you guys are sending me news clips of stuff that's happening in your area. Uh, And also, you're calling me. When you call me, uh, you're telling me what's going on out there. So, I'm really getting the inside scoop on things. And I just want to say I appreciate you for that. Those folks who call me anonymous will be treated anonymously. Uh, Just ask anybody that's called me anonymously. And believe me, it, there are plenty. I just, I guess you can't ask them because they're anonymous, but they call. So if you've got something anonymous you want to say, call me and leave the anonymous. We will stay anonymous with it. If you have something to tell me and you don't want it put out, you can call me and tell me and it won't get put out. Although I'll be mad at you like, what would you call me and tell me that for if I can't put it out? Uh... So, uh, yeah, there will probably be a reaction to my reaction to Hollywood's reaction to my reaction to Hollywood's reaction to my reaction to Hollywood. And we'll do that forever, Uh, as long as you guys keep watching. And the minute you stop watching is when we'll do something else. So, I appreciate your calm demeanor, even if I don't always agree. You're to the point, gracious and respectful. I appreciate that, Travis. Um, But if you ever get to meet me in person, I'm, I'm not nearly so... Uh, I curse a whole lot more, almost like a sailor. All right, guys. I love y'all all. all. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. Hey, go check me out on TikTok, please. And please go to my Instagram, man. My Instagram sucks. I only got like four, almost 5,000 people on there. I'm trying to get to 10,000 people on Instagram. Like, what is the problem? Twitter, jbunchii. Okay. Facebook, Black Dragon Biker. Now someone told me I need to get all these aligned, and I will. But anyway, right now, Black Dragon Biker on Facebook. If you're going to send a donation and you want to send it to PayPal, J Bunch II stands for John Bunch the second. If you want to send a donation and you want to send it to Cash App, it's Dollar Sign Biker Prez, P-R-E-Z. If you want to send a donation and you want to send it monthly, it's Patreon, Black Dragon National President. And yeah, they should all be the same, shouldn't they? And if you want to check out and buy my gear, uh, my books with words of wisdoms, or my autograph books, it's blackdragonsgear.com. Our online news magazine... Shut up. Our online news magazine is bikerliberty.com. And you can get us on uh, the podcast, which is The Dragon's Lair, L-A-I-R, Motorcycle Chaos. And also, um, what was that? The TikTok is Black Dragon Biker TV. Instagram is Black Dragon Biker TV. I think that's all of them. All right. Thank you guys. I'm Black Dragon. Thanks for tuning in. And have an amazing day. And uh, if you haven't done it already before, get the book. Prepare yourself to take the helm as president of your mighty motorcycle club by delving into the pages of Black Dragon's newest book. The President's Bible, Chronicle 1, Principles of Motorcycle Club Leadership. There you will learn to advance your skills in applying the 14 scientific principles of leadership similar to those taught to officers in the United States Naval Service. Available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook. get yours today on Amazon, Kindle, or order it at your local bookstore. Order your autographed copy from blackdragonsgear.com. Be the best motorcycle club president you can be. Get the book.